Oh, that's a nice sound. Uh, good evening, good morning, good afternoon um, to everyone out there. My name is Sandy. Welcome to uh, episode episode one, technically. Uh, the intro doesn't really count, but this is episode one um, of the After Hours Lounge. And um, I'm pleased to say that I am not alone in the lounge this time. Um, I'm here with a, a very old friend of mine. Uh, he is a, a yacht master, a global traveller, um, yeah, the skipper. Uh, Mr. Ollie Curran, Ollie, welcome, welcome to the After Hours Lounge. Good evening, thank you very much for having me. Um, cheers, mate. We've cheers, got buddy. we've got some beers. We've got uh, Heart and Soul by Vocation. So, uh, <clears throat> fruity, very fruity. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the whole idea of this podcast is to get guests on to have a bit of a chat about their life, um, about what they're up to, what they're doing, um, and then obviously. The aim is to have a little bit of a chat about mental health and try and just end that stigma and have a bit of a conversation. Um, and personally, for me, the way I find that easiest is is by just sitting and, and having having a beer and chatting, really. Um, so that's what we're going to do. So, Ollie, we <clears throat> we met in April, May 2010. We did, a long time ago. long time ago, yeah, yeah. Ten um, years ago next year. Huh? Yeah, we went to do uh, Nielsen Seasons uh, as a windsurf instructor. We went to a place called Port Heli. We were both... Very green, very young, <laughs> and spent spent the majority of the time incredibly drunk, if I remember. Yeah, and no food. Which I, yeah, you're right. Literally no food. Pesto pasta and cheese. It. Yeah, yeah. I for lost, six months. I, it was weird. I lost loads of weight, but I didn't. Like, <laughs> in I lost the wrong place. all my body. Yeah, in the wrong place. Exactly. Yeah, I looked like a pear at the end. <laughs> like quite a lot of the stuff. No, no shoulders, and and yeah. We exactly. could fit into a three-year-old's life jacket. Literally. Oh, yeah, there's a picture of us wearing the helmets backwards as well, looking yes. like a couple of helmets. Um, obviously, now now things have moved on. So since since then, I've seen you, you know, we lived in Australia together. But other than that, we've kind of been doing our own things. You know, we've seen each other a couple of times for food and stuff like that. So We worked in season. We went <clears> season in Bass together. We did do well, a season in Bass. That was 2013. Were, was it? Yeah. Separate companies, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, and then now you 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 went down. You know, I stuck with the kind of windsurfing, and you went down the yacht route. So, why, who, what, where? Tell um, me about that. I mean, it got to a point where, for me, the the whole windsurfing side of it, um, it got to a point where there was there was nothing further for me to progress. <clears throat> yeah. You could go into the manager position, but <clears throat> to go further on and to be a beach supervisor, I was kind of um, uh, acting as kind of support supervisor in Autoken, and then the opportunity came up that Nielsen were going to pay for. Um, my yacht master so I kind of took it and I ran with it yeah and that's um, a really expensive qualification isn't it yeah I mean they, that runs what eight nine nine grand, grand? yes yeah, yeah, nine yeah. grand and it's a three-month course not that everyone has to do it but it is it is no, an it's expensive a good ticket course. yeah it's a good a ticket really as well ticket, isn't it yeah massively um so yeah so I went with that and um it just sat really well with me it was easy um I didn't find it particularly hard I know some people find found it difficult well, the, the course yeah the course. yeah yeah I've heard Especially there's a couple of weeks of theory or something like that. Is that? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's that's hard work. But for me, I was lucky. It didn't. It, I never found it too difficult. Some yeah, people yeah. had to study really hard. Other people found it very easy. So, um, you know, it wasn't. It was quite an easy course for me to pass and get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the um, part of the course and part of the Nielsen paying for it was for for me to have to do two more seasons with Nielsen. Yeah, right. I completed one. <laughs> really. So yeah. you completed one. And got fired. <clears throat> and then you got fired. <laughs> yeah. After six years of loyalty. Six years of loyalty. And can you can you talk on the podcast about what you did or is it's it a lot of a lot of rum. A lot of rum. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh recklessly late 
right. too often. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, third. And to the where we worked, you had to get a boat across. So if you miss the last boat, you have that's to it. pay for, yeah, it's either that's it or you have to pay for your own boat to go across. Oh, man. And when you're on... Nielsen wages, shall we say? Yeah, Nielsen wages. <laughs> no incrimination here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the cost of one boat trip to work was a tenth of my wage. So, right. So it's not. So unless there was at least one of you late, which there often was, it wasn't worth um, going yeah, to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can it. drive the boat yourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Um, but it was an awesome season. I, yeah. learned, I learned a lot. You think when you come out for any, you know, for anyone who thinks um, when they've done a yacht master, including myself, you come out of it thinking that. Um, you know everything about boats. Yeah you're, yeah, you're you're a yacht master. That's it. I know everything there is to know about boats. Yeah. Um, holy shit, you know nothing. Yeah. You, you know how to drive a boat under instruction in the solar, and then, then you leave, and then you're like, you don't know nothing. Yeah. So it's a bit, like, a bit like a driving test, I imagine. You know, you've got a <sighs> driving test, but ten times worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten times worse. You're, you're not in charge tides, of it. Different ports. Yeah, of course. Exactly. So it's it's um it's difficult. You think you leave and you're going to know everything, and you don't. And I yeah, went. Yeah. I left as an instructor as well, as a yacht instructor. Oh wow! So that was a big learning curve. Um, luckily, kind of transferred a bit of the dinghy instruction to it, but still, at the same time, it was uh, interesting. Yeah. But again, like I said, learned a lot. <laughs> Until you got fired. Until I got Until fired. I got fired for drinking too much rum. Yeah. Fair enough. There's worse things to get fired for. <laughs> um, so then, what was the move after that? Um, First, were, Niel- were Nielsen pissed off? Were they? I suppose if they fire you, that's it, isn't it? Well, no. Um, I hate when for Nielsen's listening. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Nielsen, if you are. <laughs> I was He's back to- on the radar now. <laughs> <laughs> I was meant to pay um, the majority of it back. If you didn't complete those two, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to pay it back. Right. Um, and you have. No, I managed to slip under the radar on that one. But well, once again, sorry, Nielsen, please don't come after me. Thank you yeah. very much. Um, sorry, Nielsen. But uh, after that, I... What did I do? I think I went to Super Yachts. Yeah, I got yeah, my first job in Super, Super Yachts. Yeah. Right. And I was a deckhand, and I remember I got the job um, in Italy, and was I went it? straight onto a Super Yacht, yeah. and my job was <clears throat> the, the I didn't even have my full SCCW, a 40-meter right. Super Yacht. Every, all the crew left. The captain gave me two days training <laughs> and yeah. left me for a week over Christmas. And I was left on a 15 million pound Super Yacht on my yeah. own over Christmas, just Doing what? Just scrubbing shit? No, just just literally sitting in the crew mess, just keeping the boat, just guardian. Manning the, the shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'd never, the biggest thing I'd ever been on was like a 44 foot Bavaria. And I yeah, was like, yeah, now yeah. I'm on a 40 meter, like super yacht. And I didn't know what to do with myself. It was mental. But and you just, you just sat there? Yeah, for a, for a week. You walk around like you owned it. Yeah, took walk loads of videos. <laughs> Le- lay- <laughs> laying in the boss's bed. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> in his bath, in his shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, and that's the classic, you know, there's the whole classic story of people going on to super yachts and, you know, you go to Cannes or you go to Monaco and you walk up and down the dock you know, doing pontoons. dog walking. Yeah, walk up and down pontoons for weeks. And I've, you know, I've got a couple, quite a lot of my friends have gone into this. It's quite a common thing for people to go into after season life. For and sure. it, it can be quite soul destroying as I, as I gather, going mm. from seasonal life, which can be viewed as like heaven. And it is, you know, if you're working in any of these kind of things, whereas you're suddenly walking along and you've got all these rich people basically looking down on you saying, no, fuck off. Yeah, it's, it's horrendous. And you you've know? gone, you've, especially, I think, and I always uh, kind of sympathize with this feel sorry sorry for the um for kind of the the season air is going to do it because yeah. it's it's hard because we've gone from this life of being 
wearing the same pair of bodies every day. Yeah, yeah. Long hair, being smelly, drinking, blah, blah, blah. And no one really gives a shit. And no one gives a shit. So suddenly you're having to be this very, like, you know, the highest kind of um, level of customer service you can be. So it's, it's, you've got to be short hair, cleanly shaven, wear nice clothes, you can't be dirty, everything like that. So it's a, it's a real eye opener going from one of those jobs to the next. Yeah. And, And I actually really struggled with that. Yeah. And that's part of, part of why I haven't, I've left that industry because right. I just don't, I can't stand that whole, no. you need to be cleanly shaven. You know, I've had a first officer come up to me before and rub the back of his hand on my face to check that I was cleanly shaven. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so, a bit, bit odd, isn't it? If someone came up and did that to me, I'd probably yeah. give him a little bowl slap or something. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Get away from me. Why, why are you stroking my face, old man? But that's the thing, like on a boat like that, if you if you quit or you don't care about it, there is ten more people waiting on the dock. Yeah, of course. I think so it's not. It's you, one of those jobs, isn't it? One hundred percent. If you if you fuck up, you're out. Simple. You're a you're a number. Exactly. It's as simple as that. Yeah, which is that must be fucking hard. Like yeah. I've I've not done that. I went straight from season life to supervisory positions in season life to then UK you know, management and stuff, and then now I'm completely out of the industry. Yep. So I never saw that yachting sort of side of it. So you, you did, how long did you do the super yachts for before you quit? I kind of jumped in and out. I, right. did, um, I did a season on a super yacht, uh-huh. um, and then me and my ex-girlfriend did a season as a couple on a um, on like a um, charter company. So it was, it was a brand new yacht, like a 65-foot Janot. Right. Um, and I was um, <clears throat> um, captain, she was stewardess chef, um, and it was fun, but it was hard work. She was young. Um, she she didn't like it. She wasn't a chef at the time. Well, she's right. not a chef now. Um, she wasn't a chef at the time. She'd only been a stewardess. So it was really hard work on her yeah, um, yeah. and hard work on our relationship ultimately, yeah. um, which is why we actually ended up um, breaking up after that season. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, I take my hat off to anyone who works as couples on those small boats because a lot of people make it work, but they, just, they tend to be older. Um, I think it's hard as well. Like you know, it's it's that kind of sense of cabin fever, isn't it? Oh, mate. You know, like I don't. We, we we were talking about it earlier. Like just having, you know, even you can love your partner to death and 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 you know, want to spend the rest of your life with them, but it's nice to have your own space a little bit, isn't it? And mate, if you're on a boat, you're even more confined, aren't you? Completely. We were in the bow cabin, which was two bunk beds, um, and halfway along my bottom bunk was the was the toilet. So I'd wake up in the middle of the night and she's there taking a shit in the corner like oh, God. at my knee. There's yeah. no privacy at all. And the shower's above the toilet. <clears throat> so it's like everything's just, you, you can't even imagine a small yeah, space yeah. to be living. That sounds like a nightmare. I and mean, we and were, you're not, you know, I'm uh, you're not a small dude. No, I'm, not, I'm no. like about 6'4". And I'm 6'1". I'm rather wide as well. <laughs> toned, toned. Toned, darling. Toned, toned. Yeah, significantly more toned than we were in 2010 anyway. Um yeah, and you know, I've heard stories like you know my friend Jack, who who's now back in the UK, Iron Price Fitness, big up to Jack. Um, <laughs> but he he worked on yachts now, and he you know loves the gym and all that stuff. So he's he's like a really wide dude, and he's told me stories of on his first boat, he on super yacht, he'd get in and his bed, he couldn't even turn sideways. That's horrendous. He couldn't, he couldn't lie sideways. He had to lie on his back or on his front. And they're never long enough. They're never. They're always so short. There was like five foot. <clears throat> They're yeah. probably about six foot long. Six foot beds, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. by the time you know you've got a pillow and blah blah blah, you yeah, can't yeah. you can't stretch out straight. I like that's like my worst nightmare. That's <sighs> that that literally makes me that makes me fucking cringe. I'm not. I mean, I make <coughs> it sound all very doom awful, and, doom and gloom, but it's. I uh, know. Sure, I've got a lot of friends as well who really enjoy it and have been doing it for years. And I mean, to be honest, 
most people do the super yachts for the same reason everyone else has jobs because it's money you earn money so and tax. actually on super yachts you can earn a lot of money can't you yeah a good um, friend of mine he just got a um one charter one week charter yeah. thirty thousand pound tip are you kidding? No, so him you know his, what I mean? So you know you, him and his girlfriend have just bought a house in Swansea. Exactly, mate. You get that done, you get back here, you buy a couple of gaffs, and you're retired by the time you're thirty-five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe you easily, easily if you, that's pretty much kind of where I'm going. I so, can't be in this industry forever because it's it's impossible to have a life and a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. You're you, so unsettled, aren't completely, you? Completely. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. especially like living where I am now. I mean, I'm living in the middle of nowhere in Tahiti. Yeah. And there's there's no one. There's, there's Sounds shit, doesn't it? There's a few <laughs> there's a few French girls and like the rest of Polynesians, but like yeah, yeah. you can't get in with the Polynesians. No, of course. They're, they're very closed off people. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful people, but very closed off. So Locals to try and, only, man. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go surfing they're friendly, but like you what there there's no kind of bars and pubs, so everyone goes and barbecues and parties in their own place. So you don't really get to so you integrate. Can't, yeah, you can't really integrate with them. So there's a few French people there, but like, you know, again, it's hard living in a marina. Yeah. There. You don't get to know anyone. Of course, because you live on the boat, don't you? Yeah, for now. So now you're, so you know, you left the super yachts and, and doing all that, and now you're on like slightly smaller boats, but you're doing... Yeah, and actually, do you know, it was the whole time, even from the very first boat I got on, the engineer, um, he realized that I was a sailor. Right, and I've, I still talk to him now occasionally. You know, he helps me out with stuff. And he, from from almost knowing him from the word go, he was like, "Mate, you need to get on smaller boats. You need to be on a sailboat. You need to do what you love." Yeah, yeah. Um, and even you know, if you look at the difference between a motor yacht and a super yacht, even if they're both forty meters, the the sail yachts are just so much, so much more different. Yeah, you know, yeah, you'll yeah. see people on there with um, tattoos, sleeves, long hair. The clientele, you mean? No, no, the the, the um, oh right, the actual yeah, the, vibe yeah, of... the crew, yeah, the yeah, crew. yeah. So there's a completely different vibe between A bit more boats. lenient. Totally. You know, a lot of the boats will sail. Um, and because they, they want sailors, you know, sailors don't tend to be as kind of... Prim and proper. Yeah, I guess that's a, a, no, mate, a yeah, nicer yeah. word to put it. Say what you want. Um, yeah. Prim and proper as, as the sailors, really, you know. To be a sailor, you kind of got to be a bit gross and dirty, especially if you're doing big crossings. You're, you don't have the means to have shower. Got to be a... Gonna be a fucking pirate. Exactly, mate. that's it. You've got to be a bit of a pirate. So, you know, if anyone does want to go from that kind of season side to <clears> it <throat> to the bigger boat industry, yeah. definitely go to Palmer and definitely go for a, a sail yacht. Yeah, that was. But what... for me, even the big sail yachts, I just was. I unfortunately had a really, um, a really, really horrible captain who who drove me down and down and down right. every day, um, to the point where. I actually wasn't sure whether it was me or him. Like it was yeah, almost yeah, like, yeah. I know this sounds dramatic, but almost like an abusive relationship. Well, it was an abusive relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. between captain and first mate Yeah. where every morning I'd wake up and I'd have this um, feeling like he, he, like it was in my head. It was like, he had my like chest and my heart. And he was yeah, squeezing yeah. it because I never knew what I'd done wrong. I yeah. always felt like I had done something wrong and I could never do enough. And yet he never managed me to say, right, you've got to go and, do this and do this. You've just, it was just, why haven't you done this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I didn't know I was meant to That's do just that. classic. Like, you know, a lot of these people who end up in these situations, especially for you, you know, like they're a, they're a boat captain just because they're a boat captain doesn't mean they're a manager. Do you know what I mean? I assume he wasn't your employer, was he? It's, it's difficult because technically, okay, I'm, I'm <clears> employed by a management company, but he is, there's, there's no, the there's no HR on a boat. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Yeah, you can't go, and I've got a grievance against this man. Exactly, you can't, you know. You've just got to get on with it. And unfortunately for the girls as well, it happens a lot that the captains become unnecessarily 
touchy, and let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's hard because there's nothing they can do. So a lot of people end up quitting their job through the through the negligence of the captain or through the yeah 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 you know for the captain being being inappropriate. Could just be a bit toxic. I mean, you know, there's bad managers and. Technically, this guy is a manager, I guess, you know, but there's bad managers in every type. And it's it's one of these things like people don't really realize that managing people is a skill in itself. You can totally. be the best in the world at totally. your job. You could be the best fucking ship captain in the world. Mm-hmm. But if you can't manage your staff, like what you just said, it's not about telling someone what they haven't done. It's telling someone what they need to do. And saying well done for what they've already done. And there was never anything, <clears throat> you know. There was, you know, and I don't need someone there to go, you know, pat you on the back every day and go, well it's only a good job. Yeah, you know, yeah, it no, you don't need, need that. That's just condescending, isn't yeah. it? But also, yeah. like, you know, we we worked and worked and worked and worked, and you and this is what you'll find as well on a, a lot of the bigger boats. Yeah, is you will work for the sake of working. It's not, yeah, I fucking hate that. We used to get so on seasons. Pointless as well. pole moving. Do you remember pointless pole moving? Move this this group of masts from here to here. To yeah, move it back again for the sake. The of guests it. need to make you need to look like you're busy. And I was like, no, they fucking don't. They do you remember don't care. When, do you remember you had to rake the beach? I never, rake? I never had to rake the beach. One thing I did, we used to have a decking at a, a centre I worked at, and I won't tell you who it was or anything like that. <laughs> but there was a decking. You know, it is there was a decking, and there used to be grass growing up between the decking. <laughs> yes. And no word of a lie, I was once given a pair of fucking scissors, scissors. from the crash. <laughs> Safety scissors. Yeah, mate. Sat there and they were like, go and cut the grass poking out of the decking. And this is in 40 degrees in Greece. And I sat there and I fucking cut the grass because I was told I needed to look busy. Instead of that, I could have gone and sat with some guests and chatted to them and had a nice time. And they would have probably gone, oh, that Sandy guy's a nice guy. Do you know, I that remember was a nice that. conversation. I remember, you know? I remember that very clearly because I was sat next to you and I remember you were like, you were looking down cutting the grass and I was like, Sandy, you've got no hair at the back of your head. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. That was probably when it was noticed, yeah. See, that's the thing. If I went and worked on if I went and worked on super yachts, I'd be brilliant, mate. Yeah, I mean, I've got stubble and a bit of a beard, yeah, but, you know, you now that I buzz my hair, I look smart as fuck, mate, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that. Thinking about that now is... I, I do remember, in, I, I didn't wash my hair for, like, seven months, and I had, like, shoulder-length hair, and it dreaded so bad. And one day, yeah, I remember, I had a shower... And I was like touching the back of my head and I literally pulled a dreadlock out and I was like, oh no. And I went to you. And also it's really annoying because, you know, I've got a couple of friends who it's probably happening to as well. Um, but all of my other friends have the most ridiculously fucking thick hair. Like you, mate. I do. Your hair is outrageous. And Fantastic. a couple of other friends. It's a real, a real, and I, you know, obviously this, this is about mental health and it, it has been a huge thing I've battled with. Um, Sorry, is no 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 honestly it's fine <laughs> um you know a huge thing i've battled with personally is 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 like my hair loss you know when i was younger i always had long hair um and then up until you know 2015 2016 i i had long hair and then luckily one of my friends who is an incredible barber he cut cut all my hair off for me and then last year i i shaved it and now i run a, a four on the top and a two on the sides you look great mate Thank you, mate. No worries. And I'd done that. And honestly, it was at the encouragement of my girlfriend and my mum and everyone. They were like, I was like, I'm thinking about doing it. And they were like, just do it and see how it looks. And if not, it'll grow back in two months. And I, I did it. And I was like, that'll do. Yeah. That'll do. And I, and I shaved it. And since then, I haven't worried anywhere near as much. And I go and see people and no one fucking says anything. If anything, they're like, oh, yeah, you look good, mate. Like, oh, yeah. And they don't even really notice. They, you know, if anything, they're like, you lost weight. Have you, you got taller? You done this, and I'm like, no, I shaved my fucking head though. It's a tough one hanging on to something that's this part that's gone, isn't it? When it's gone, it's gone, mate. Yeah, right. When the grass stops growing, mate. <laughs> you know, 
get rid of it. <laughs> so I, yeah, I got rid of it, and you know, it's yeah. I think honestly, I did it last October, and it was one of the it was the, the best one of the best things I've ever done because it just it did just give me that little bit of peace of mind. And obviously, you know, we do still joke about it and stuff. And obviously, you are very blessed in the follicle department. I am, but you know, my dad was bald at twenty one, so I've got him there, haven't I? And I'm technically I'm still not bald. You're I've not just bald, got really short hair. Um, no, I may. My little brother's got a fucking man bun, though, the bastard. <laughs> yeah. He better go bold as well or I'll be livid. <laughs> He'll just end up like one of those old guys in the pub. No, just, mate. Just a ponytail halfway yeah, yeah, up yeah. his head. He'll look like, what's his name? Thoros from Game of Thrones. His hairline's like halfway up his head. Yeah, mate. <clears throat> now that's quite funny. Um, we just went completely off topic. I'm very sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so you you know, you were doing the yachts um, and you got, you got away from that guy and now you're running your own boat, basically, aren't you? Yeah, so um, it's been been a bit of a long story between leaving that boat um, and where I am now, actually. Uh-huh. Um, in the respect that after I quit that boat, um, I had next to no fucking confidence in myself. Uh-huh. So I, I nearly quit the industry. Yeah. Um, I was just like, I'm useless. I'm, I, I can't do anything. Um, and also, you know, I was, it was at that point, um, I was feeling really, really shit about myself. I was really low. Um, and then just before I was about to quit, um, a member of my family who's, who's very, very close to me, um, called me up when I was in the Caribbean saying that he, he basically was, he was done with everything and he didn't really want to be around anymore. Uh Um, obviously being on the other side of the world and, where I was in the Caribbean wasn't easy to get back from. We had a, char- I was on charter at the time. Yeah. Um, so that was difficult. We were actually out with, um, with the, with the guests at that point. And, yeah. and I sat there, had to speak to, um, him for hours and hours and hours, um, trying to just kind of talk him down. And he ended up going and getting picked up from uni, um, and brought home. And, uh, he never went back after that. He completed yeah. his course, but he, he never went back to uni. Yeah. It just become too much of a toxic environment for him. So I had all the shit that was going on on the boat, plus, um, as I mentioned, that. what was going on. Yeah. Um, and then also, at the same time, um, my, my girlfriend and I hadn't seen each other for four months. Yeah. So it, it just came to this horrendous... Um, came to a head. Yeah, it came to a complete head of just everything went wrong. And the captain actually was quite quite understanding and nice to me at the time. Um, he was... Um, he was understanding, and I think he'd been through his own stuff, and he gave me a couple of people that he he said, you know, my uh, this person should get in touch with mm. um, to help. Um, and anyway, I, after a few weeks, I, I was just like, I can't do this anymore because it didn't it didn't get much better. Yeah. So I decided to quit. Um, he was livid with me because I was meant to be basically I knew the boat, so I was meant to be taking it back across the Atlantic, back yeah, from yeah. the Caribbean to the Mediterranean. Yeah. Um, and so I couldn't do it. So he ended up having to do the trip. So he by thought, himself? He was, yeah, no, 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 not by himself. There was a crew. Oh, he wasn't going to do the trip. He wasn't going to do the trip. Right. It was either me or him that knew the boat. Yeah. Yeah. And he was going to fly home. Um, and he was going to leave me on the boat. Ah, so you dropped I, him. Yeah, so yeah. I dropped him in it. So he then thinking he was going to have a nice two, three weeks back in Mallorca doing, you know, having a lovely old time. And then I dropped him in it and flew home. Mm. Um, so anyway, I got home, um, spent some time with this person um i was talking about um and things seemed okay did you have any idea about it before he phoned you while you were in the caribbean um were you aware of any problems with him or i was aware that there was some potential um overuse of substances and and drugs right um you know you weren't aware it was having any effect you weren't aware that there was any a little bit he'd meant he'd mentioned that he was down right um and he was struggling with being at uni and um ultimately i think that 
the, the the constant drinking every day. Um, and I know the course that he did was very easy. And in the, in the end, they were almost all the all this class were basically teaching um, because of, because of technology and, and music have come along so come forward so much. Yeah. All the all the lectures were still very old school in the way of teaching. Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the students knew more about music than the, yeah, than yeah. the actual lecturers. Amazing. So their last year was basically pointless. Just chilled, so, yeah, 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 completely chilled. So they, I know that all of his course spent a lot of time at home, basically not going to uni. Okay. And because they were spending time up late DJing, blah blah blah, they were they were all doing a lot of drugs, basically. Not good. No. Not, not good, really. That was, you know, uh, that's going to negatively affect any kind of... I think especially at that age. Yeah. I think especially, you know, like a lot of people... When early, what we talk about, early 20s here, yeah. Mm, yeah, 20, Late, yeah. 20, 21. Early you know. 20s, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Not, I think even Not 19, even early 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like 19... They're such, like, such formative years, aren't they? You know, you're, you're... Like, to be honest, even then, I'm fucking 28 and I'm still figuring out who I am. But... For sure. When you're at that age, like... You're literally like, what is going on here? Totally. And, and to have to... people going, want some of this? It'll make you feel really <laughs> fucking good. You, you know, you know, know. it takes a strong character, especially if everyone's doing it. It takes a strong character to to be like, nah, I'm all right. I think the difference is as well <clears> that <throat> maybe you know maybe I was no, because I was with that, that kind of similar group of people. But when I was at school, the there was like a bit of weed when we were like 15, 16, 17, whatever. Yeah, but. No, the hard drugs, the harder drugs, MDMA, cocaine, all that kind of stuff, pills, didn't really kind of show themselves until, you know, I was a bit older, like 19, 20, 21. Whereas when the, this person I'm talking about is five years younger than me, and I know by the by the time he was 16... Um, that was out there. They were doing it. It's every, mad now. Every, thinking every like... Every weekend. Even, you know, for, for me, like I've, you know, and, you know, you, you don't... You maybe have done a bit more than me, but I've never I've never been into that scene. I've never never really... Never, never been bothered by it. I'm not just saying that because of this podcast. I'm being, I want to be as honest as I can on this podcast. And I've never really been into it. But I certainly have noticed as I've got older, like younger people, suddenly fucking everyone does it. Everywhere. It's everywhere. And I don't recall being 19. We lived in Australia together when we were 19 in a hostel with a oh, drug dealer living in the bed above you. And he, <laughs> you remember, I can't remember his name. Ollie. Ollie. That, yeah, rings a bell. Um, yeah, you know, and... And we and that was never around really compared to thinking about it now. No, I, no, I mean I it must it must just be so hard. I mean, and there's all these tech. Oh, does it negatively affect you? And does it do this? I'm not sure whether that, but I just think sometimes people maybe feel pressured into situations and things, and then it does. You know, there is things about the next day when you're when you come down or whatever, and you start feeling shit, and then that ends up carrying over. I always find like you know, for me like you know. I've, I'd openly admit that I've done more than I should have done in the past, and yeah. um, I've been I've been very well behaved in the last. Well, for 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 my own personal reasons, I lived in the Caribbean, and it all got a little much, shall we say? Um, it comes straight up from Venezuela, so it's it's we're talking about cocaine here. It's very easy to get. It's very easy to. It's living in the Caribbean. If anyone's been there, every other person sells weed or coke, and yeah. it's as simple as that. So it's, I remember actually, I, I remember going on holiday to the Caribbean when I was. 12, 13. Getting on the rails. We went to Antigua. Yeah, <laughs> went on a mad one. No, I remember going there and, and you know, we were staying. Antigua's bad for Antigua's where we went. And we were staying in this Sunset Resort and it was the nicest fucking place in the world and it was amazing and blah, blah, blah. And and one day we went on like a tour around the island and we we went, you know, up to Shirley Heights down to, mm-hmm. is it Nelson's Harbour? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went down there. English we drove Harbour. all around. Yeah, yeah, we drove all around and all this. 
And I remember driving past certain areas and guys come up to the car and all this. And luckily, I'd, I'd been to India when I was 11 years old and we did the same thing in India. Ooh, look at me, I'm well-travelled. Mm. Um, <laughs> but we, you know, we did that as well. But, um, you know, certainly in the Caribbean, I know it was my first time when I kind of saw it and I was like, whoa, there's people asking if we want to buy stuff. And I was like, what is this stuff they're trying yeah. to sell? And I was in my break, you know, I was 12 years old. Like, I'm not stupid, but I'm also not sure what I'm, what I'm thinking about. But in my head, this. I was like... Yeah, but I'm like, I reckon I know what they're trying to sell me. Yeah. You know, my dad let me watch Starship Troopers when I was eight years old. <laughs> big up, big up PC. But, you know, so I like to think I was quite well informed by that. Not that they did drugs in Starship Troopers, but... I was going to say. No, they don't do drugs. They might as well have done. That film's fucking mental. Um, but, you know, I, I remember knowing what was going on and I was like, oh, this is this is all a bit odd. Yeah, so it's... Um, it's you know, so I imagine, yeah, it's it, hard. It is all over the place. And the problem is, is... When you're in a place like that and you, there's a lot of, they call them, they call them cruisers. So people who live on their boats, generally people get to a point and they just either stay on their boat there and they don't move. Their boat goes an anchor and they'll stay. Is this you? No, no, no. This is kind of um, people who bought a boat. So there's, there's often people kind of our age up to 80, you know, like literally some of them may have bought a boat now and they're, they're cruising at our age. Or they're like after kids, you know, retirement, yeah, 50, yeah, 60, yeah. Up and they're to just 80. cruising around the Caribbean, kind of thing. around the world, right? But so when I in the Caribbean, there was a good group of cruisers that were my age, you know. So it becomes just the norm in a way, you know. Yeah, so you get sucked in totally. And and I and I think if I stayed there for too long, it would have become a problem. Which luckily I and that was on. around. You were there when you got the call from your family member as well. So no, that was sorry. This that's different. That was the year before. So okay. we, we skipped forward a year now. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, no. Back to back to what you're saying. You know, I think I think everything you can everything within moderation to a point. You know, and I think the problem is is when you've got these kids. You know, like I was saying, doing doing drugs, especially I think weed more than anything. Smoking weed from a young age, I definitely think it has a, a detrimental effect on your mental health. I think it just it just there's this big thing in mental health and and a thing in everything. And I'm I do it all the time as well. It's that whole like overthinking and stuff like that. And I feel like certain things like that, you, you end up going into your own head a lot more. I think weed is one of the worst for it, personally. <clears throat> I think, like, for me, like, I can't I can't smoke it anymore at all. Yeah. Because really? At all. I mean, I was in um, Portland three months ago, so they've got the dispensaries there. So you can go and of you Of course, can... yeah, America, it's like... Totally. So Back I... on, boys. Exactly, yeah, exactly. You don't that. even need a card or anything? No, just your passport. So you just go in, you stand outside, you put your passport to, like, a little window, and they open yeah, the yeah. door... And they're like really super friendly places. Yeah. Um, so it's easy, so easy to get it. But it, but it's in a, in a way it's so much better because you can go in and I know for myself, you know, um, through like um, having quite bad anxiety um, after last summer, we've kind of skipped forward a bit. We can always go back. But I started taking um, CBD pills. Okay. And I found that they were one of the only things that worked for me. Like I could. Really? They were amazing. They are absolutely amazing. The only problem is that you can't get high strain ones strength ones here no um so you kind of have to take three UK or four. is quite backwards on the whole cbd massively thing, yeah i mean i mean my i mean you can get cbd oil and stuff and i've got i've got a couple of friends as well who suffer from anxiety and stuff and they say you know you get the drops and you put it under your tongue the drops are the best that stuff you, you put it under your tongue and stuff and it does kind of just mellow you out a little bit totally There's you know i take i take that. i take rescue remedy i've got the rescue remedy mm-hmm. spray i've always had that i used to have the gummies i used to take a couple of the gummies before i went into exams when i was at school and yeah, stuff yeah. you know my mum's always been a big supporter of that sort of stuff and then my mum's got a lot of back problems now and even she took some cbd stuff for her back problems and stuff but i think it i think it 
I think it disagreed with her or something, so she she had to stop doing it. I um, guess it's for, it's for everyone. It's not for everyone. It's the same. <clears throat> it's that plant, and and this is the this is the difference in places like Portland. Yeah, they view it as a medicine. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not just a plant to get you complete you know completely wrecked and wrecked. or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's treated as a medicine. So every part of the plant has its uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, when I was in Portland, I I, I know for a fact that I'm I, I can't really smoke high THC stuff. Yeah. So you can get this you can get this weed that's really low in THC yeah. and really high in CBD. Oh, really? And I could smoke that all day and I'd just be ha- like, yeah. you know, and be happy and chilled and like no anxiousness, no yeah, nervousness. Yeah, yeah. And I was fine with it. I got back to Tahiti, smoked one joint of the bushweed they had there and I went so far into my own head. Yeah. I started overthinking everything and oh, that was man. it. And that was it. I was like, not again. Unless I can buy weed from a dispensary like that again, that's it for me. I'm done. I think you're right. I think, you know, it is the way to go. You know, I've, I've smoked my fair share of weed in the past and stuff. I've not done it for quite, you know, probably two or three years now. Um, you know, but even then, you know, whenever we smoked it, we smoked it when we lived in Egypt and it was it was a chilled thing to do after windsurfing. For sure. Chills your muscles out. We want to sit and go around and watch a movie or play the PlayStation after we've been windsurfing all day. Yeah, if you don't want to get... And also, you're again, though, you said it, you know, like the Caribbean, you know, in Egypt and stuff, everywhere you go, People walking down the street doing it. People, every second person is trying to sell you it. Everyone's doing all this stuff. So it's it's so hard to just escape from. So if you're in that kind of zone and that kind of area and everyone's doing it, you get sucked in. I but, think there's also that stigma as well when you're younger is even though you know you don't want to, you don't want to look yeah. like the douchebag. You're going, not like, cool. Yeah, so you're like, oh, you're smoking. And then you sit awkwardly in the corner. <laughs> yeah, like put it in your cheeks, like, like the in-betweeners, mate. I should get my cheeks nice and stoked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mate, but you know, there's, something, there's something to be said about that. Um, yeah, we will be back in two seconds. I'm just going to go and get another beer. And we are back in. Apologies, everyone. That is such good sound, isn't it? Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. We've moved on. I'm now on a Camden show-off, Juicy Lager. Uh, and I've got myself an Elvis juice, Brewdog. El- Elvis juice. Brewdog, nice. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, uh, we were discussing, you know, You've been in. You were in the Caribbean. Things went a bit south, uh, south of the border. <laughs> um, you know, it, there's all these problems with substances these days, and it's it can be such a big thing, um, and it does like massively affect it. I think. Obviously, as I said, I've not really had, I've not really had a massive amount of um, issues with it from my own sort of experience, um, but. Obviously, you you know you have struggled with it, and especially your family member and stuff. So, I mean, did you, you know, so you, you finished that in the Caribbean, and now you said you said a couple of times you're in Tahiti. How did that sort of come about? What's um, so sorry to jump back. We kind of missed last summer. So last summer for me was was pretty awful um, in the fact that I left this boat, the the one that I was talking about with the with the horrible captain. Yeah, um, I quit. Had the the, the phone call. Um, and then after, oh, that's really good. It is good. Sorry, one, I, the beer. Ollie was telling me about the beer. Um, and then, yeah, on uh, whatever March, April, May, I would say May uh, last year. Right. Um, I broke up with my girlfriend, and that was like you know finished. We'd had a little bit of a break before. Yeah. Um, and it was in my head at the time the worst thing that had ever happened to me ever. Right. You know? And so I felt I didn't want to be in the industry anymore. I couldn't get a job on any boat I didn't have a girlfriend I was living at home with my parents and you've um, come out of this thing with this captain who was just being so toxic as well um, and so for me there was it was a, it was an awful awful summer yeah um, like just just the worst summer I've ever had 
I saw you last summer as well, didn't I? You did. And I had no idea. And I was going, you know, I had my own shit as well. And my own shit was starting then. And but the problem is, is it, we saw each other very briefly. Yeah, we you saw know, each other we, for an it, hour. Was, it was like, you know, when we were with another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you and I had gone to the gone to the pub, we probably would have spoken about it. Yeah. But, but at that point, it, we, we, you know, when you when you haven't seen someone for so long, the last thing you want to talk you about skip is, over. Yeah, of course, yeah. you just... I'm having a shit time. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily, I think, you know, you and I, we've always been able to talk to each other. We always have. Yeah, we've always been really open about stuff, I think. And, but that's, um, that's a point you just touched on there of like, you know, we've not seen each other for a few years before last year. And we see each other. Yeah, we're on the beach, and yet, but we're also we're with someone who we've known for years as well. Um, and we saw each other, and you're still that's still in your head, isn't it? And it was in my head. You know, I wasn't having a good time either, and it's still in my head of like, even though this person who I'm so close to, even though we don't see each other all the time, I was still so, so nervous close. about seeing you, mate. It's weird, isn't it? I had no idea why. There's no reason behind it. Well, it's because you've come. You've probably come from somewhere. You're at your lowest point, yeah. and you all. Whenever you see someone, to me or in my head, I mean, anyone listening to this, tell me what you think as well. But when you see someone that you've not seen for a long time, you always want to almost like impress them, don't you? 100%. You always want to see them and be like, "I've lost weight," or "I've got a good of haircut." Course you do. Of course I'm, you do. I'm doing really well now, and I've got a good job now, and totally. I'm, you know, look how well I'm doing. You always want to do that, so you you almost don't be yourself because you put up this whole thing of like we knew each other years ago but look how well i'm doing now totally and that's so stupid especially for someone like you know like i was you know i was probably the same reason you know last last year i was probably in my head seeing you i was like oh fuck he's gonna notice that i'm losing all my hair and you know i didn't know that since 2010 though (laughs) but yeah you've you've known it you've known it longer than i have you know (laughs) um you know i'm sat there you know thinking that and and you know i'm thinking oh you know it, is he going to think that this job I'm doing down here is cool and all this stuff? When actually I should just be like, my mate's coming down. I've not seen him for a few years and I'm really happy to see him. Totally. And even if, you know, yeah, we didn't have time to talk about this kind of stuff. And sometimes, sometimes you just don't. No, you know? and it wasn't. And, and it wasn't appropriate. Meeting. We were on the beach. I was technically working. Yeah. We we didn't have the time. I had my to... shit bag of a dog that I was having to look after. You did have the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have the time to actually sit and do this. No, not at know? all. Whereas if we had... We just sat there for hours. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, and it's such a silly, it is silly and it isn't. But at the same time, you know, I reckon if one of us had said to the other one, like, "Are you, are you all right?" Mm. Something would have. I think. Gone. I think we did actually briefly <coughs> touch on it on the beach, and I remember because um, I was. I said, "You're right," and like, "How's it going?" And I was like, "Not really. It's been a bit of a shitty summer." You I know, remember broke, you saying that. Yeah, yeah. Up my ex and I, and we we actually spoke about going for a beer beer together. Yeah, we were going to. Yeah, yeah. But I then, remember. But then. Um, I got that. I got this job that got, I've got now. Yeah, um, and and ended up leaving. But um, back to what I was saying. Anyway, um, that, yeah, a really awful summer. I'm not going to go into it too much. Um, you know, I really lost myself. Um, probably, you know, drank too much and covered a lot of that up by just drinking through the through the day. You know, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. To the point where, for me, it was. I've never drank when in, when I haven't been with people and I was drinking alone, alone during yeah. the day because I didn't have a job. For the whole summer, I didn't have a job. Ah, shit. So, so that makes it worse as well. If you've got nothing to get up for, you end up kind of... I had nothing. ...twiddling your thumbs and that's that's when you end up diving into your own head as well, don't you? Totally. you've got nothing else to do. Yeah, completely. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sleeping at night until three or four o'clock in the morning. 
and kind of waiting for people to come home. But before my, you know, before my mum and dad came home, I would often drank a bottle of wine in the afternoon in the garden oh, on my own, yeah. just just miserable. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, whatever. Like we said, we don't want to, I don't want to get into all of that too much because I don't want it to be a sob story. This is more like more yeah, of... But that's not, you know, the, that's the whole reason of this podcast. Nothing, nothing is a sob story and anyone that calls it a sob story is a dickhead because yeah, everyone technically has a sob story. Of course. And it's not... I, I hate that term, sob story. It's not sob story. Everyone's been through some shit and no one knows anything. You know, like... I, I put this I put the intro to this podcast out probably coming up on two weeks ago. Um and you know, I put it up and I was I was astonished with the response from it. And in my head, when I was looking at the comments and the responses from it and, and the intro, and even you responded to it. And 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 the biggest thing I thought of was like, I wonder if anyone knew that I was having a bit of a bad time or mm. have had a bit of a bad time. And in my head I was like, I don't reckon they did. Because typically I'm I, I look like the kind of person that wouldn't have a problem. Of course. I'm really loud. I'm really chatty. I'm really sociable. I'm, I'm, it's just the way I've always been. But behind closed doors, you know, I've always come across as being quite confident and things. And obviously, you know, I've been blessed to learn that from being a windsurfing instructor for so many yeah, years. Yeah, for sure. You we know, weren't like that when we first, when we first started. We were both quite awkward people to, to begin with. Yeah, derpy losers you know <laughs> still, still a lot of fun still are a little bit yeah know, for sure but, it, both I, think, for sure. I think the big thing now is that we've embraced it for sure um, mate yeah you know and and i did sit and wonder and i went fuck do you know, i wonder if people knew it and maybe they that's why so many people commented because they went i've got no idea mm. you know and even then like you know like like you last year i mean you you've still got friends at home do you you still got no, friends I've got, home? so actually weirdly um when I came back this time, like for anyone who's lived abroad, um, you know, it's not living abroad is in the season environment we did. Living abroad is in kind of on a boat or in the situation, you know, on a soup yacht, on a sail yacht. Yeah, yeah. When the boss isn't on board, which is never, I, he only comes up two to three weeks a year. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the boat to myself for four, 49 weeks a year. Wow. I'm in, in Tahiti. In Tahiti. Amazing. So I'm super lucky. But in the same respect, it can be insanely lonely. And you know what I used to, or what we both used to be like. We were like the most social creatures yeah, in the yeah. world. Can't be alone. We could not be alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since I got this job... Um, Have you got any better at that? Mate, I abs- I love it. Yeah. I cannot I cannot get enough time during the week on my own. Just fuck off. Yeah, yeah. literally. And I love it because I can shut the boat. I shut all the blinds. I lay on the sofa, put Netflix on, and I'm like, oh, Amazing. fuck for that. I'm, li- I'm literally exactly the same. We're sitting in my flat right now, and I literally sit on that sofa sometimes. You know, my, my, my flatmate, uh, Ed, one of my best mates, he, he works away quite a lot. Um, so I'm, I just get this time to myself as well. And I, I do the same thing, mate. I literally put a movie on, put right. a TV on, and I just... Or not even that sometimes. You, know, you just, Sit on your phone. Yeah, you, and, but you can do what you want because you're by yeah. yourself. You can walk around naked. You could. If you want. It's, well, you could in Tahiti. It's fucking cold here. <laughs> yeah, true. <you> <laughs> I no, imagine Tahiti, it's considerably nicer doing that than it is here. Yeah, um, yeah, it is, yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, it's funny how you, you grow into being able to be by yourself. Because, yeah, when we were 18 on that season, we couldn't even be just me and you. you. Couldn't cross the road on your own. You'd have to wait for them to come down the hill to cross the road Hurry together. Up. Yeah, literally. And also, we not even the two of us couldn't mm-hmm. be just the two of us. We'd be sat there like, who can we go and bother? Who can we go and hang out with? I would say once every, every two weeks or so, we would have um, film night. 
And remember, yeah. it would be it wouldn't just be you and I. It would be you, me, and twenty other boys all yeah, sat yeah, in the yeah. room with those massive speakers we had that we used to irritate the whole of the neighbourhood with. Yeah, and we just watch like Lord of the Rings. There'd be twenty of us. Yeah, we couldn't just do you and I ever. No, no, no. It nah. was it, it was quite funny, but oh, it's funny how yeah, and now like completely grown into it. I think I think that's an age thing as well. I think totally. as you get older, you calm down, and you you just suddenly get to a point where you're like you get a bit more happy in your own company totally. and in your own skin, and you. You know, I hate this whole like. As you get older, you get over people, and you get fed up of fed up of dealing with people. It's like fuck off. Why are you getting fed up of dealing with people? You just got to wait for those like you know those times when you want to actually be with people. Like, yeah, enjoy exactly. spending time with yourself, and when you're with people, yeah. enjoy being with them. You know? Like yesterday, yesterday evening, I spent the whole evening sat here by myself. But I was like, well, Ollie's coming over tomorrow night. Totally. So I was like, yeah, chilled. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wouldn't want to spend every night by myself. Don't get me wrong. No, because that's also can be dangerous. Well, yeah. But and, and also just a bit shit. Yeah, yeah, and lonely, yeah. but lonely, yeah. mate. And like, loneliness, loneliness, I think, is one of the one of the biggest things that that you know brings brings issues out of people. Totally, is feeling feeling that feeling alone and feeling like you've kind of got no one else, and that's exaggerated when you are physically by yourself. Yeah, I mean, when I came back, I, when I was in America, a few, I went to see uh, my best friend in America. Yeah, um, and that was two months ago now, probably two and a half months ago. Yeah, I got back to the boat and. Um, it's the time of the year that most of the, the other yachts had crossed to New Zealand or Australia or uh-huh. Fiji or Samoa to get out of the hurricane belt. Right. So I left with quite a lot of friends on the dock and on their boats, came back 10 days later, and all the boats had gone. They're gone. And so there was a, there's two two people out there that are um, very close to me, Chris and Lily, and right. they both work on a boat. Their captain is due or captain and deckhand together. Yeah, yeah. But both of them had shacked up with someone in the time I'd been away. So I got back to the boat, and all of a sudden I was like, what's everyone doing tonight? And then they were like, Oh, we're just dealing with such and such tonight. And so I suddenly was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. And for about four or five days, coming back from having, you know, being my, one of my best friends in America, yeah, yeah, yeah. to coming back to almost nothing, I, I, I got really, really down. And like to the point where I was like, you know, calling my, my brother and being like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I'm yeah. really lonely. And it's really hard. Like, you know, when you when you don't have that option to be to spend time with people, that can be also super dangerous. That's the dangerous. shit thing, isn't it? If you've got the option, you can be like, Do you know what, I'm gonna be by myself. Yeah. But if you don't have the option, that's where it gets really tiring. And then and then that's where the mental health thing comes in as well, because you, you feel like you're bothering people if you're like, What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? I actually thought that was only me. Do you feel like that no, as well? Mate, it's, no, that's not only me. And that's you know, I, I talk to like not not through this yet, but I talk to so many people and they're like I don't want to feel like I'm. Oh no, I don't want to feel like I'm bothering them. And I, I am a victim. I am not a victim. Uh, I'm really bad for doing that. I do it all the time. Like Heidi, my girlfriend, shouts at me all the time. She's like, "Why don't you message such and such tonight? Why don't you message such and such?" And I'm like, "I don't want to bother them." And she's like, "You're not bothering them. They, they are your always, friends." And they can always say no. But I always feel like you know you're the really needy person for yeah, asking mate. someone like, and, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing?" And the last thing I ever want to do is come across as like being needy. Yeah, being like. Guys, please. Feeling like a bit of a like, and that was that was a really worrying, worrying thing for me with this podcast because I just didn't want it to come across as me being like attention seeking. Yeah, mate. And there's always that massive worry with mental (laughs) health issues and all that stuff of like, you know, you feel like shit, but it's so hard to put a put a label on like depression and anxiety and mental health issues. It's so hard to put a label on it and be like, okay, it's not like a physical illness. Like, no. you have the flu, here's a tablet. You have the shits, here's a tablet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like that. It's like, it's so hard. If people could be like, oh yeah, you've, you've got severe anxiety and you're like, okay. Um, but as someone else who doesn't understand that, so, you know, for, for so like I said, back to the, this, this family member of mine, 
I I feel like you said, if someone's hurt their leg, someone hurt their arm, cut themselves, blah blah blah. You, you put can, it in a cast, you wait five weeks and then it's done. But you can nurse them, you know, if they yeah, yeah, if yeah. they need anything. You can bring them drinks, you can make them sandwiches, you can, you know, do whatever you need to do. Yeah, yeah. When someone's got something mental, it's impossible. And that's what I've this is what I struggle and this is why for me, like the last few weeks again, I, I don't think we've spoken about it. When it's got bad again with this with this family member, yeah, I feel completely helpless. Helpless, yeah, mate. Completely, completely fucking helpless. And and Saturday morning, I sat in the lounge and called my sister and cried on the phone to her for an hour because I just can't do anything to help this person. Yeah. And, and I feel so I feel so protective of them and so so emotionally connected to them yeah. that everything they feel, I feel. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to watch that person in pain... But you it, can't do anything. But it pains me, and I can't yeah, do anything. But you also you also don't want them to know that, because you that's going to exacerbate their thing. You don't want them to be like... Totally. Oh, they feel shit because of me. Do you know what I mean? You know what and I that mean? was, in, in the throes of my, my own struggles, that was my biggest thing, of telling, you know, my, my mom and my girlfriend and stuff. I was like, I don't want to put them through this you know no. at this point my you know my girlfriend's now a now a school teacher but during that time she was doing her course to do that which is a fucking stressful year it's yeah, a stressful sure. course and she's doing that and it was in the throes of me having the worst year i you know the worst few months i've ever felt mm-hmm. and i'm sat there going like i i can't put this on her mm. but actually eventually i caved or she found out and it, i did put it on her and she was like why didn't you just tell me? No, I know. You know, and it's it's that thing. But again, she she understood that there's nothing she can do. But I think she also understood that all she needed to do was just like be there. And obviously she was already, but there's a difference between being there and there's from from being there and being there with that understanding of what you're going through. Totally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that the worst thing that you can do is you can go out to someone and be like, you go out to them and you're like, you okay? You sure you're okay? You're yeah. all right. Um, you just got to act normal and, and you know, and casual and just be like, how's it going? Are you feeling all yeah. right today? And a bit like telling someone to chill out. Yeah, like, right. Fuck off. Yeah, when someone's like, what, you know, when someone's like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling great today, and they're like, oh, just smile, you'll be fine. Yeah, fucking good uh, one. Yeah. You're smile. right. I should <laughs> just smile. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks for I that. feel better. <laughs> You've instantly cured me. <laughs> yeah. You've cured me. Thank you. Are you a d- yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're my, right. I feel better. My day sorted. I've smiled. My man. Yeah. <laughs> God, anyway, oh, why don't you smile? Why don't you fuck off? Yeah, when people say that and they don't have a clue what's going on, it's, oh. the, worst. it's the worst. And it's, you know, I, for sure I've been guilty of it, though. For sure I've been guilty of, totally. like, completely overlooking other people. And, like, you know, I, I do, in the last six months or whatever, since I've become aware of this, and, and since I've kind of seen, you know, I still have my bad days, but I've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I've you know come out of that and now the reason I'm doing this podcast and the reason behind everything is so that I can try and bring people in and chat to them even if I don't fucking know them I've known you for 10 years now that's really scary yeah, that's for 10 really years scary. you know um, but you <laughs> we know we were children yeah, we were literal, literal children but not anymore no. but even if I've known you know even if I've not known someone for that long just trying to give a bit of that compassion and give a bit of that you know like for for example, um, I don't know if he'll be listening to this, but um, a guy called Ewan, who I worked with, uh, I worked at a leisure centre for a while in the off-seasons between me going windsurfing and doing trips and all this, just to save a bit of money. Uh, it was a job I really enjoyed, actually. It was really fun. I don't know why it was fun, but it was, it was fucking fun. Yeah. A lot of people my age. It was really cool. Um, and a guy called Ewan, he, he put up on his... his How old in- were you when you were doing this? Between 2015 and 2017. Oh, before so, seasons. So no, when- no, 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 no. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. How old do you think we are? Yeah, yeah, What year are we in? I thought you meant 2007. No, 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 no. This is literally, I was, yeah, 23 to 26, whatever. I I have no idea. But I just did it for a couple of months, a month at a time. Um, And a guy called Ewan, you know, and I saw it from a lot of people back home, and I never knew the guy, but he plays a lot of rugby, and, and it looks, from what I gather, one of his friends and teammates on the rugby team um, killed himself mm. and it it looked like it came as a fucking huge shock mm. for all of them and this guy Ewan he's like opened his whole social media up and has been like this has made me open my eyes this has made me realise I, I want to be as compassionate as I can and I'm really sorry if I've ever put anyone in that thing and, and I think that's that's awesome I think to to, to look at yeah to, to look and suddenly go I mean, it's important that you don't completely change who you are because you can't do that and you have to be honest to yourself. But to just have that little bit more awareness of... Compassion. Yeah. It's so easy. It's so easy to be a good person. Yeah. And I've definitely been a dick to a lot of people. Mate, we were... I think when we were younger... We were 18, though. We were behaving like 18-year-old boys do. 18-year-old boys who were given the keys to the kingdom... And gone, here you go, we're going to pay 300 quid a month, but we're going to feed you and you can do whatever you want. They didn't feed us. You're right, they didn't feed us. That's why we ate nothing. (laughs) They gave us 300 quid a month and we spent it all on Mythos. We should have been sponsored by Mythos. Um, We should have been. We drank drank a lot of sauce. Um, We had a couple. We were quite good good at getting people to buy us drinks, though, as well. Yeah, we were. Do you not remember coming, going to the bar after work? You're so dehydrated. Yeah. (laughs) Two beers and you'd be pissed. (laughs) This is going to come as quite a shock, but I remember the first couple of weeks I thought I had chlamydia. (laughs) I went went for a wee. I've literally, I've never been so dehydrated in my life. I went for a wee and it was stinging. And immediately I was like, I've got an STD. Do you know what? I don't even think I'd had sex in that season yet. Don't even think I got laid yet. But I, I went for a wee and I was like, oh, this is really stingy. <laughs> and and you were like, when have you when when was the last time you drank water? And I was like, well, I had a can of Coke with my lunch. You were like, no, water. And I was like, I don't think I've drank water since I got here. We've been there for like three weeks. Oh my god. And we were in 30 degrees. I really shouldn't have shared that with you all, but it's quite a funny anecdote. But yeah. I literally I thought I had a problem. And you were like, just drink some water, mate. I think mate. we both thought we had a lot of problems that season. We just, just drink some water. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll drink some water then. And, and I drank some water and, and then I was fine. Hey, that, that was, uh, it was a rough season. <laughs> it wasn't, though. I think it was it was the making of us, you know. It was, mm. it was a very good season, but also uh, it was a tough one. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, we're going on a lot of tangents on this. It's hard when you're doing it with an old friend. But I hope people are still enjoying it. Um, I hope people are still listening because it, it's, it's a good laugh. And, then, and we're also slowly drinking more and more beers as we go. Um, but yeah, like, you know, um, big up to, to, to you and you and Simon. I really hope you listen to this, mate. Um, and I'd love to have you on as a guest because um, it looks like, you know, you've not, not turned over a new leaf because that sounds really shitty that you were like a bad person before and you weren't. You were actually... He was actually one of the people I got all best with at the at the leisure centre. I hung out with him quite a lot. He's a really cool guy. Um, but yeah, you know, like real condolences for for what happened with your mate. And um, fingers crossed, it doesn't happen to to many other people. But it's it's literally like people are calling for it to be like an epidemic in the UK, aren't they? Totally. Like male suicide and and all this stuff. And I mean, you know, you said that your family member you spoke to him a few weeks ago, and they were still thinking had that thing in their head unfortunately saturday 
yeah. So I mean, you know, it's it's still so prevalent. I mean, you know, this this I've no I've no issues in saying this. This time last year, I'd say yeah, November December. I sat right where I am now, uh, and I was on the phone to my mum, and I said the same thing to my mum. And twenty minutes later, I had a flight booked, and about four or five days later, I flew home to Scotland. And I was at home in Scotland, and I wouldn't say it fixed me, but helped helped me. Even like I went and did this with with my, my best friend in Scotland, my best friend growing up. Yeah, um, the one I've seen the most since I moved away. And and I went and I sat. I had two or three nights with him where we literally and we always do it. I just meet up with him. We go to one pub, we eat some food, and then we go to four or five other pubs in my little town and just get as drunk as we can. Fantastic. Just literally <laughs> drink like Marines. Um, and we and we do it. And but it's like it's a. It's a form of therapy and everyone's got their different forms of therapy. And that, I think that's what, well, that was one of mine. And I've realized now, even though I don't live there and I don't want to live there every couple of months, every eight to 10 weeks, I need to go back to Scotland to Did just you... re reset my, I was there at the beginning of November and I need to, and I'm going back on Sunday and I need to just re just reset the brain a bit. Mm -hmm. And you just take a bit of stock of like, what's actually important. Yeah. Because up there, especially Family, friends, what up, you know, up there, especially there's no anything about. And even then, you know, I every time I go up there, I usually see someone from school, someone mm -hmm. who grew up. And, you know, of course, it's in my head of like, fuck, I, you know, I want to look cool. I want to I want people to think I'm think I'm doing well in my life. But then I thought about recently and I'm going out for Christmas. So I know there'll be a lot of people up there. And, you know, of course, I want to look good and stuff. But at the same time, I'm like. Why the fuck do I but need you, their validation? But also, the, the funny thing is, is the way that I've, I've personally in myself in the last, only very recently, yeah. I've stopped caring what people think. Really? I, for, for a very, very long time, even through the whole of like, you know, when I was with my ex-girlfriend, I seeked her approval, approval the whole time. Do yeah. I look nice? Do I look okay? Do you like yeah, this? Yeah, do you yeah. like this top? Do you like this hat? You know? Yeah, yeah. I do that. And <laughs> I do that. I do. I do. I ask Heidi every time. I'm like, of course. What do you think I should wear? Should I wear this t-shirt or this t-shirt? And half the time she's like, I don't give a fuck. They're yeah, both, whatever. They're, you know that both of those t-shirts are lovely because you bought them. But I'm, I'm so, I've, I feel so fortunate in myself that I've never been, I probably think in the last three or four, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you actually, probably yeah. in the last two or three years, I am now the most happy, confident, comfortable I've ever been in my really? life. I don't, I don't care. And this was only in the last, I've only started feeling like this in the last six weeks, Since last, two months. Oh, wow. Well, really, really recently, recent. really recently. Since I, you know, I was saying even, Two three months ago, I felt lonely in Tahiti. Right. It's only been in the last that kind of time recently. I I started going to the gym a lot more. I started paddleboarding. Yeah, well, I was going to say, what what do you think? What um what changed that for you? Could you say you were in Tahiti still? So, so I was feeling from sailing for the fact that I was sailing for ten months. Well, well, I say I literally was moving, including the Caribbean. I stayed in the Caribbean for three months. Uh -huh. But apart from that, I was pretty much moving from Palma across, literally halfway around the world. Yeah. And. Obviously, by sitting on a yacht for 12 months, you tend to put on a wee bit of timber. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got really uncomfortable about my own weight. And that was a thing that I struggled with from school, um, from when I was a teenager. Me too. Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was never, I was, I'm not going to put a label on it and say I was bullied, but I was, you know, there was piss taking that probably went further. It was a thing. A bit like me and my hair, it was a thing. Yeah. It, it was, was a thing you were aware of and other people were too. And I hate to say it, but unfortunately as well, I think my, and I, I think it's any, it's not, it's something actually I have never said to my parents and I, or my family, but I probably should have done at some yeah. point. My mum was running 
couple of marathons a year. She's super. Yeah, fit your mum's super fit. Isn't super she? fit. She still she still exercises five six times a week. Wow. And she's fifty five. You wouldn't you wouldn't look at her and think she's no, fifty five. No, no. My dad's always been as skinny as a, a rake. rake. My sister's short. She's always been like a horse rider, so she's always been fit. My brother's always been super skinny, like my dad. I unfortunately put a bit of weight on when I was going through my teenage years. And and then, like you said, like <clears throat> and even when we got to Nielsen and we we lost that weight, you and I, I remember having the conversation with you then that you and I were still both, I'm pretty sure one of the facts we didn't eat that much was because we were trying to lose weight. To, for sure, for me. Yeah, for me as well. Because I sure was, we I mean, uh, you know, when we went on that season, or actually, I did three months in Australia before that season doing my course. And you but, were, you were a big, prior, big guy before that. Prior to that, Dude, I was 110 kilos. Yeah, you were a big of, guy. And no, not, not muscle. I was just a fucking But that was from working unit. that petrol station, huh? Oh, mate, I worked in a petrol station. I just ate. I played PlayStation. I did no extra. Honestly, windsurfing was the best thing I could have done. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, I was in two minds. Should I go Should I go and learn to windsurf or should I go and do film and media at uni? I or wanted to become a film Xbox. director. Yeah, well, no, I wasn't good enough for that. And that all wasn't even a thing at the time. That was the thing true. when Finley was yeah. growing up, who's four years younger than me, my brother. Um, and But yeah, mate, I, I was, I just didn't didn't care. And then when we got there and suddenly this girl's walking around in bikinis yeah. and a few of the boys are all quite fit and have somehow got six packs and they don't even work out. And and I'm sat there Still like... never get that. No, mate. And I'm sat there <laughs> like, oh, why can't I have one of them? <laughs> and I'm like... I'm, I, I, I just described myself as doughy. <laughs> cuddly. Cud- yeah, that's what girls used to call me, cuddly. And to be honest, I... Cute, cute was the word. Cute, Obvious cute. cute. Fuck oh. off, I'm not cute. <laughs> I'm 6'3", mate, 6'4". I'm not cute. I'm enormous. I always got away with being cute because I had like weird You got floppy, away with being... Weird had, floppy hair. Yeah, like, I just had big... Like, well, at the time, I had big like mental lion hair. Yeah, no, just just on the fringe. <laughs> so I used to get cute all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I definitely don't get called cute anymore. Um, but, but no, I think, I think there was a lot of pressure from my family, actually, um... You know, my mum was like, you need to go to the gym, you need to do this, you need to kind of... She was only trying to help me, to help my own confidence. But that pushed but you away from me, you think? I think so. Like, Fuck off, to I a don't point, want to. You know, and <laughs> this is no word of a lie. She, I remember her putting me in the gym this one day, and um, I couldn't be asked to work out, so 10 minutes before she came, in my full gym gear, I went and sat in the sauna. <laughs> 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 so when I came, when she came to pick me up, I was just sweaty yeah. and red. Oh, mum! <laughs> but I think, I think that's the truth. Yeah. So then when I got... Back to where we were saying in Tahiti, um, I started going to the gym more because I wanted to. You can't do this shit unless you want to physically no, do no, it yourself. For sure. If someone's saying you should go to the gym, do this, do that, do this, and then I started going to the gym more, and then I and, and I was waking up really early. I was waking up at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Dropping the paddleboard in the water and paddling five k every morning. Yeah, that's awesome. And if there was waves, I'd get up at four thirty and and go to the go waves surfing. because there's no one there. So you're literally paddleboarding. No, sorry, out the back sitting on your board and I remember this one morning we were there sun's coming up behind this the jungle on the mountains and um, a humpback and a calf literally just go amazing right next to us like 10 metres away we paddle out to them and we almost sat between them and they're just waiting there Yeah. and that's when you're like this is what I want to be doing Yeah. You know, yeah. this is the exercise I want to be doing this is for me this is fun Yeah. and that was kind of a changing point for me and then I stopped caring the fact that I had you know, a bit of a belly or a little Whatever, bit of, you know, right. a little bit of podge around the sides. I stopped caring, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and then since then it's all just kind of, I, I don't really like this saying because it doesn't really make sense, but you, you find self-love, you For know, sure, mate. do you know what I mean though? It's yeah, not, mate, it's, I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, and like I am in, in this kind of thing, I'm always going to go back to my hair with things like self-love, yeah. you know, and, and it's been a thing and, 
the amount of people that have told me that I look really good with my head shaved. You do. And like this. And you said, when I, first thing I noticed, when you got out of the car, you didn't say anything. You just hugged me. Yeah. And you're like, dude. And you're like, oh, it's so good to see you. And I, in my head, I was like, you're going to get out of the car. And you're going to be like, whoa, where's your hair? But that, in my head, that's the first thing I think of. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I've slow, I'm slowly, I wouldn't say I'm there yet, but I'm slowly learning to be like, it's all right. I'm still the same person. Of course you are. People don't. People didn't, didn't like, like me. You your hair. Yeah, mate. My girlfriend <laughs> hasn't dumped me when I shaved my head. My mum hasn't disowned me. Do you know what I mean? Like, men get older and lose their hair. Some men do. Some men don't. It's funny though because it's like a mojo thing, isn't it? Because I mean, like, you know, I don't think you ever saw me, but after the season, I got fired with Nilsson. I'd hair dreadlocks, just uh, and I've, de- I've seen pictures. Yeah, like yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And I and my even girl- now my mum my mum still says Ollie Ollie still looks like he needs a wash. <laughs> but mum's always said that about all my friends with really thick hair. So I think she's just on my side. Trying but to my mum's always said that to me. Oh, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, amount yeah. of times I've come home, she's like, you "Smell like an old church." <laughs> <laughs> you smell musty. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, so I don't know, man. It's not like you said. It's not a thing. That yeah, I mean, but that's cool though. Like I, you know, in the last, especially in the last couple of months, um, I've started working out quite a lot. Um, I'm very lucky that I live literally next to the sea, so I I do a lot of windsurfing. Still, I do a lot of surfing, um, and I do a lot of paddleboarding. Mm. Um, now with my with my job, I'm freelance. I can go out when I want. I was surfing for an hour and a half this morning, and I came in and I was lying. I was sitting on the sofa on my lunch break. Lunch break. I was sitting on the sofa before you came and I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. I was like, how am I going to stay up with Ollie here? But then I just drank a little water and I had a cup of tea and I was like, oh, I feel better <laughs> now. I'm still, going, I'm still going through it, mate. I'm still yeah. going through it. I still don't drink enough water. Um, but but I you think know, the one thing I would say about that, though, for, for you and I is it's very easy. And, and I understand that, you know, for a lot of people, for me, like when I was living in, in England, the, yeah. the, the one of the only, not easy, ex, easily accessible sports is running like obviously anyone can yeah, run yeah, yeah. but for a lot of people running is such a horrible shitty like oh, i've got to run this far and i've got to do this <clears throat> i can't run no, i mean either. i cannot do it i've seen you run I, you can't run i literally can't run no. I, I literally i can't run 10 either. to 2 like yeah, a penguin yeah. i'm too. ridiculous my feet have always been out like yeah. that so i, I literally well <clears throat> one i physically can't run two i mentally can't run i don't have the mental capacity no, to I mean enjoy a long run yeah i mean big up to people who can because like so that's what i'm saying it's difficult for, but for you and i it's very easy you can walk 10 meters and you you drop your paddleboard your surfboard and in the sea and i'm and i'm the you, same you I drop have to, it off I, the back of a yacht and you go exactly that so i'm very in blessed tahiti in tahiti with, <laughs> with sharks and stingrays and eagle rays and stuff so it's beautiful and it's so easy but it's all about finding something that i feel that that you enjoy and you're not going to find that in a day or a week but i think you know, it's, you just got to find a sport that you enjoy and do it at least once or twice a week. Just keep yourself moving and motivated. I suppose it's hard on a yacht, though. But I mean, do you do? Do you like? Do you work out at all, or do you? Well, I go to the gym for. I go to the gym. There's a gym in Tahiti, is there? Yeah, yeah I I'm know. not assuming there's like no gyms in Tahiti. <laughs> no, there's quite a lot because obviously Tahitian guys are the Tahiti. surfing. So there. Well, Tahiti's like um, you've kind of got two sides of it. Like half of the women and men there are in the most perfect, beautiful, triangle-shaped, brown skin, six-pack, yeah, 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 kind yeah. of surfer, blonde, well, not blonde, because they're all dark, but yeah, yeah. whatever. And then the other half are the complete opposite, considering, well, can... They just don't Mac- give a shit. Well, no, because there's, you know, it's so westernized by right. by, Mac- by France, so there's McDonald's and all of There's three McDonald's on the island. <laughs> and, um, and Polynesian people have a, a certain... Um, 
chrome, not chromosome, um, that part of their DNA uh-huh. is that they, they're one, they're highly addicted, they, they have a highly addictive personality. Oh, really? Um, and secondly, that they, they put on weight a lot because obviously food could be could be sparse right um through through certain times of the year oh, okay so they they naturally are big big people yeah yeah and when you so, look at like michelle Berez on the surfing tour like exactly. they call him the spartan mate exactly he's an absolute machine they are guy. huge they are huge yeah mate huge guys. this guy's like six foot twice as wide as me like yeah he's a big dude so unfortunately you know that so there is a huge a huge side of the fitness there and all the outriggers every morning they and they're out there yeah there's like these six person outriggers which yeah, is yeah. which is so much fun to go in, I bet. in but sounds awesome i mean after about an hour and a half of doing it one day i was like oh my god and they i thought we would yeah. finished and they were like okay we're turning around we're going back and i was like oh my god and i hadn't put any sun cream on i thought we we're going out for oh, an hour mate. a little cruise and you're doing three hours we did three hours all the, almost all the way around one side of Morea, which is the island next to it and back yeah yeah i thought i was gonna die Mad. but it was okay so no there, there is that side of it there so there is a lot of training there so i, I gym um at least four days a week and that started making you feel better i wouldn't say it was i, I honestly i honestly don't know i started i think i started eating healthier as well that makes a huge difference massive difference. i did the same thing in the last so in the, in the last couple of months I, i'm going to sound like a dickhead but I, I watched this thing on netflix the game changers i'm sure everyone watched it yeah <laughs> Whatever. It's and been, there's a lot of it that's not okay. Of course, mate. And I, and I haven't gone vegan. You'll see I've got a roast chicken in the fucking fridge. And I haven't done that. Um, but I, I now, I don't eat red meat. No, I don't either. I haven't for a long time. Yeah, I don't eat red meat. And that's not even, to be honest, I've not even like deliberately done that. I've just kind easy. of, I've accidentally kind of tripped into it. I never really ate red meat at home anyway. Because to be honest, it's expensive as well. Yeah. And, and then now when I go out, I don't even want it again. Everyone's like, oh, did you get a steak? I'm like, no, I, didn't I actually get don't it. think steak's that good. It's so overrated. To be honest, the only steak I've ever had, and I, it, there's a high chance he won't be listening to this, but the best steak I've ever had is in South Africa. South Africa is like the place if you want to go for meat and steak yeah. and stuff. And my friend Ivan, who is from South Africa, on New Year's Day one day, we had a braai. It's like South African for barbecue. We had a braai at his house, and we're all in his pool, and we're chilling out, and he cooked this steak on his little braai by the pool, and it was. I've never eaten a piece of meat like it. And to this day, I've never had a piece of meat like it. And I will probably never eat a piece of meat. I don't know what the fuck he did to it. Like it was in tinfoil. I don't know what he did. He'd obviously put <laughs> I'm some... guessing there was more than the tinfoil. I, I don't think, yeah. It, was, it looked like a fucking spaceship, mate. It, was, it looked like a bit of fish. It was like a fillet. And he'd, wrap, he'd put some shit in it. He wrapped it in tinfoil and cooked it. And he left it for a bit. He put it back. I don't know what he did. I know he'll never tell me. <laughs> but honestly, that thing, like, you know, that's the best piece of remedy. But that was f- three, four years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't really do that, you know. I, and I, I eat a lot more vegetables now. I eat a lot of eggs. I eat a lot of rice, all that yeah. stuff. And I've transitioned. And my, I, it's hard, like, because you don't lose weight. I wouldn't say I've lost weight. No. But in the last two months, my body has definitely changed. Hundred percent. I mean, I lost a lot of weight when I left. When I left the UK, I was seventy-eight kilos. Yeah. By the time I got to Tahiti, when I weighed myself, I was the most. I was ninety-two. Oh my god! So I got fourteen kilos. Holy shit, mate! Yeah. Ninety-two. I'm ninety-two kilos. No, I'm not now. Oh yeah, I well, was. Yeah, yeah. I was, and then I literally just, like I said, started just doing a bit of paddleboarding and eating better. Like mm. this, all the meats there comes from either Australia, or New Zealand, and again, it's good shit. No, it's, it is, but it's got a long way to travel. So it's got a ah, lot of, yeah. you know, it's got a lot of air miles under it, which just means, you know, it's just not great for the environment. Sat under a ship getting sweaty. Exactly that. And, you know, like, I don't know, it's not killed there. It's shipped over that. It's yeah, shipped over. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and we live in a place that's, like, known <clears throat> for its fish and its tuna. So I, I probably... I still eat a lot of fish. Do you eat fish? 
I probably buy one tuna steak a week and the rest I eat vegetarian. Unless Amazing. I go out and then I might eat fish Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. Or I might have like a One of those of things. I mean, I, you know, I still eat a lot of tuna and I, I do eat a bit of chicken. But other than that, and I, it's not even like, deli- I think I think just the results I've seen in my body have just made me feel better. Totally. Especially for skin. me. Yeah. Well, my skin's never been bad. I've always had good skin. But like, you know, it's even when, when you do feel like you're losing your hair as well, you feel like you've almost got to compensate. And I'm like, oh, I've got to make sure that my got to have a good body, you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've been kind of not focusing on it for that reason, but more just I want to be healthy. Mm. Um, but on the whole, it has made everything. It's made, it's made me feel a lot better. Totally. I think it's made it. We don't, we don't need meat. And I think that, you know what, my brother, my sister, both my parents are pretty much vegetarian Your now. parents have always been veggie pretty much, haven't they? Mm, not probably for the last five years, because obviously mm. dad was a chef, so he knows how yeah, to make yeah, good yeah. vegetarian food. And that's the difference is, you know, um, when you can cook, it's very easy to make vegetarian food. And I understand why people don't, because it's it can be hard to make ve- vegetables and whatever tastes nice. It's just rather than having like a, a sloppy bowl of vegetables on a bit of rice, which is not appetizing to anyone. If you know how to cook, it's easier, mm. you know. I mean, I just cover everything in spices and easy, isn't it? put an egg on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whip exactly it all that. Out. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, I mean... Uh, to wrap up then, beers have been absolutely delightful. I've finished mine as well. You finished yours? I've got one sip left. That's yeah, gone. Um, so quick, like couple quick fire questions then. Um, we've covered a lot of ground there. Uh, I'm sorry if that's been a little bit personal for anyone. Um, but to be honest, that is the idea of the podcast. Like it's the idea is to to, to kind of chat about this a bit more and, and get into it a bit more. I'm not going to edit this podcast at all. It's all going to go straight up. Um, oh Jesus! Yeah, I'm sorry if we've I'm sorry if we've incriminated ourselves or anybody else. Sorry, mum. Yeah, sorry, sorry, mum. And Nilsson. And, and yeah, <laughs> cheers, Nilsson. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's hard. So I mean, yeah, finishing off a couple of little things. Uh, favorite favorite place you've been? Then you're obviously a very well travelled man. Um, favorite place? It's I've, it's got to be Morea. The island next Tahiti. to Tahiti. Yeah, Tahiti. yeah, yeah, Tahiti's French Polynesia. So where you are now? It's if anyone can ever go there, it's literally like the whole place is on acid. Like it's just heaven on earth. Everything's huge, everything's vibrant. It's it's incredible. There's yeah. you know, you can you can literally swim off the beach and you'll have black tips, stingrays, eagle rays. Wow. You'll be swimming with whales. I mean I've, I've seen a picture of you with a whale shark and stuff and that wasn't that was a that was a humpback. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. That Holy was, shit. Oh, he was a humpback. You're humpback. right. And I swam down and looked at it, looked, like, looked it in the eye. Literally looked at the humpback in was the eye. Was that mental? Just the most crazy experience of my life. Yeah, that sounds insane. If anyone they can... They're fucking massive, are Huge, mate. And that was the calf. Like, you can't even believe how big they are, can you? Just un- unbelievable. Like, bigger than this fat? Oh, and the rest. Three times. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's epic. Um... Beer, what was your favourite beer we drank? You've had an Elvis juice, a heart and soul. I have to say it's this one that I drank The Camden Show Off? Yeah. Big up, big ups to Camden, Camden Town Brewery, mate. You guys have one. If um, you would like to sponsor the podcast and send us some lagers, (laughs) preferably the juicy lager, that would be very much appreciated. Don't (laughs) worry, I will tag you in all these social media channels. Um, And I think, I think that's it really, guys. Um, Yeah, touched on a few, you know, touchy subjects there. Um, Certainly with the kind of substance abuse stuff. Uh, As I said, I hope that hasn't affected anyone too much. Um, But yeah, I said it, I've said it already. The idea of this is to get it out there and there are so many facets to men's mental health and mental health on the whole. Um, And, you know, the idea of this, I haven't necessarily had issues with that, but certainly I know, you know, a lot of other people have. Um, So yeah, if, if you guys are interested in more, please uh, like this, share this comment on this, tell me what you thought, 
Um, if you have any criticism, please, please do it. As I said, this is my second episode I've ever recorded with a guest. I'm still quite new to this. Um, please let me know what you think. Um, and, and yeah, hopefully we'll see you next time. A uh, big thank you to, to Ollie for coming on. Sandy, thank you very much for having me. It's been awesome. Yeah, mate. And thank you very much for anyone who's been listening. Yeah, my man. Um, thank you guys. And we will see you for the next one. Good night. <laughs>